0: Happy birthday to the Statue of Liberty. Don't know why I'm singing such a tune, when she has nothing to do with the 4th, the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Be careful with your explosive fingertips. And welcome into a very, very special, as always, edition of the Haven Podcast. A 4th of July edition at that, if you didn't get that from the first couple lines. Hope you all are having a fantastic holiday, a fantastic work week. I kind of do like holidays, actually. uh, Big national ones in the middle of said work weeks. Helps break it up, you know. Good old hump, hump Thursday, or Wednesday, or the fuck they call it. Anywho you could be listening to anything else in the world right now but you are listening to me and I appreciate that and I'm so excited for this holiday I've Fucked up the intro already, but this is the Haven podcast, and more specifically, it is this week's video game focused episode. So, anywho, hope you guys are enjoying the holiday. Hope you're all nice and stuffed from Jewish approved hot dogs. You yeah, get ready to light some fireworks and maybe cause a fire too. Oh jeez, boop oh, boop boop skit. I feel like my ADHD is kicking in more so than usual. Anywho on this week's video game focused episode we have a lot of cool little topics to get to that we can definitely get in the weeds on and everything of that nature and that's what we are planning to do um so with that said let's go ahead and jump into it yeah and also i gotta do a quick little plug if you haven't already i did just post my official review for spider man far from home so check that out as well it's a little separate episode i think you might like what i have to say or you may want to send me hate mail either way i'm here for you but what you are here for is the latest and greatest in gaming, so let's start off with this little this little game that y'all y'all may know of. Um, I'm quite a big fan, very very excited slash happy for it, and that is good old Cyberpunk 2077. So earlier this week we had some news come out in regards to it um, from some different sources, but the way the story goes is that we have not one, not two, but three. Cyberpunk games, possibly in the work from the good old folks at C D Project Red. Um so the way the article goes to tell I'm getting this from IGN, so I'm gonna do the good old reading because I'm an asshole. Um let's see oh there's an update. Per CD Projekt Red, when they were reached for comment um, from IGN about the first uh, notice of this story, they did say in a full statement We currently have a total of five teams working on a number of projects, with three specifically focusing on the development of Cyberpunk 2077. These include CD Projekt Red Warsaw and Krakow. I don't want to say that name, who are handling the main game, as well as the Warnclaw Studio where around 40 industry specialists are engaged in technology R&D, a separate dedicated team at the Warsaw Studios handling the development of Gwent. This is the final team in Spokio, which is currently working on a yet unannounced mobile project. So very, very good. CD Projekt Red, they go on to say, did not have further clarification about the original translated comments. So we unfortunately do not have further updates at this time of the reality of these three cyberpunk games. Should new projects in cyberpunk universe be announced, blah, blah, blah. We'll keep you updated and stuff like that. So basically the crux of the first article is that um, CD Projekt Red is working on three games for it. And this was according to the company's CEO who reportedly revealed this studio's future cyberpunk plans during a business meeting in Poland. A report from the Polish business website Bankier revealed that CD Projekt Red president Adam Kaczynski... That is not how you say his last name. And the CEO issued a statement that the company is working on three cyberpunk titles. We already know that one of these is the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077. So you got some Google translation. There might be some loose stuff here. But I say, do I believe this? Do I think they're working on three separate cyberpunk games? No. Do I think they're working on at least two? One being Cyberpunk 2077? You bet your damn ass I do because we know that's true. I will, if it pleases the jury, please turn your attention to exhibit A of the article and posting we had several months ago where it was revealed on their official website that they are working on two games in total, one being, or three games in total, one being the Gwent series, one being um, the cyberpunk game. And then there was an untitled AAA game. They did not mention the mobile title, so that's kind of a newerish little tidbit they gave in their official clarification of comments to IGN. I said it before during my E3 special, and I am so convinced that this is what it is. They are not working on three stu- or three different i games within the Cyberpunk universe. That's quite a bit. Plus, I'm pretty sure they are testing the waters and are in pre-development of a new Witcher game that will probably feature Siri, which is going to be fucking awesome. But with studios, as many studios as they have within CD Projekt Red, as well as their size and their talent skill, which is insane, I would venture to bet when Cyberpunk does come out next year, um, I don't know if it's going to be April. I'm pretty sure it's going to be pushed back to the holiday of next year. I am pretty... I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would put money on they are developing some type of CD or some type of cyberpunk online video game. Something with a very heavy focus on multiplayer character creation. I can totally see these guys sit at a table and say, listen, we crafted one hell of an RPG that has set the industry standard for AAA RPGs single player with Witcher 3. Let's try to do the same with cyberpunk, but challenge ourselves in a little bit of a different areas to see if we can do it. So now they're aiming for, can we make the definitive first-person RPG of its time? And I think that's their goal with Cyberpunk. Unique setting, and they get to do their own thing with it. I can also see them at the table saying, okay, how do we make our version, CD Projekt Ren's own version of an online RPG? And I'm going to say the three dirty letters that everybody, or the vast majority of people in video game circles, hardcore, or not absolutely despise. And that is MMO. I'm telling you, they are working on Cyberpunk Online. This is, it goes back to what they said, even before when they first announced Cyberpunk, the first CGI teaser trailer. They said, like, oh, we are definitely, when asked, we're looking into multiplayer. It's something that we feel like we need and want to do with our games. It's the one thing that's so prevalent in modern gaming that we have not even touched before so why wouldn't they do this and if there's any studio that i want to see their version their take if you will on anything online based it would be these guys um rockstar already lost that mantle like they i know they're doing some clever stuff and they still support gta online and a lot of people still play it and have a lot of good things say as well some bad things but we've seen them shit the bed with um Red Dead 2 online. Like that was a huge fucking boat And if someone's going to come to me and say, "Hey, in 2-3 years Red Dead online 2 is going to be a fantastic experience." I'll probably try it cuz I love the Wild West setting, but it's like, "Eh, you're on the back burner for me now, Rockstar. So I used to be your biggest fanboy, and I love Red Dead 2, but some of your business practices and your take two interactive president is a piece of shit." So, guess what? Back burner you go. CD Projekt Red, you have the the chosen the chosen one we've been looking for. Don't disappoint us, no pressure. So with that said, yes, they are working on it. Um I like I said, no way it's fucking three games. That is so much to do. Um I've heard people even speculate and say, like, oh, it's going to be a multiplayer game of some kind, and then the third one's gonna be a spin-off, and it's like, then you know, right when you hear stuff like that, you know people are just throwing shit out of a wall to see what sticks. That's all that is, okay? So in regards to that as well. What's the other layer to it? It's simple. It's, this is, again, they're making this game. They're crafting it. I mean, look at the tabletop. Look at the source material of where this is coming from. Even as they take certain liberties, as certain people in the mainstream media would have you believe. Oh, God, I sound like Trump too much on that one. Um, But look at the source material. Look at the tabletop. It's fucking awesome. It's like, if someone were to describe the tabletop version, they'd be like, MMO. Uh, Yeah, that's an MMO right there. You're making that tabletop into a video game? Yes, we are. That's an MMO. That's what that is. And so I think that's what the reveal is going to be. Not at next E3, as I was hoping it would be. I think they're going to give it some time to breathe. I wonder how far in development they are on this, but it just lends itself so well. And I do think it would be smart on their behalf to do it in that way to have a single player like entry into cyberpunk and then be like here's a persistent online world that we will update and we will keep going blah 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 things of that nature but we're going to do it our way i think that will help lessen the burden with fans who are going to because if they came out and did cyberpunk 2077 and they're like hey it's not any additional money but here's cyberpunk online people would lose their ship for some reason because they're you know, people are ridiculous. So they're like, hey, we'll do our own thing. We'll make it its own game. And maybe that's because they looked at the scale and scope of it. And they're like, we, we, we just cannot afford to give this away as an added mode. And if we did, it would consist of microtransactions. And we are very, I think we all know in the loop how CD Projekt Red looks and feels at microtransactions. They want to have absolutely zero things to do with it. And that's the beauty of it. So I could definitely see them charging for it. And again, if they came out and was like, hey, this game is so much money. And uh, yeah, we're doing a monthly subscription. I'd be like, take my money. Let's do it. I am um, I am so ready to go back to that model. As long as the MMO that you are providing justifies it. I think that's the kicker. Remember, when the MMO crease happened, what, 10 plus years ago? When everybody and their moms was making one. And these bastards were using like awesome IPs like The Matrix. And... We're just nickel and diming us and it was all shit games, <laughs> stuff like that. Yep, there you go. So I think that's what it is. I know people are super excited. And that's what it's all about. The fact that you have something like this come out and it's like Google translated and it could all be bogus or a little bit of truth in it. for it To see the reaction you get from the online community and in video game circles because of this tells you that you are on the right track that you are killing it that people are super excited to play your game live in your ecosystem so do it just go for it you know and and keep those hardcore not the hardcore keep your loyal fans at this epicenter and kind of grow from there and just make a kick-ass fun video game and that's exactly what i expect from cyberpunk and I mean, when this becomes Cyberpunk Online, I can't wait to see the reactions of people like, this is bullshit, I want a Siri RPG from Witcher 4 or whatever, or I want more Cyberpunk single player, I have no desire, and it's like, guys, chill the fuck out, they're working on all that stuff, they only can make so many games at a time, and they like to take their time with certain stuff and, you know, make an awesome game, and that's what they're doing, so, um, I love good old... Can never get enough of some cyberpunk news. So, anywho, speaking of cyberpunk and video games... A a studio that is dear and close to my heart. They have made some of my most favorite video games and experiences ever. And because of Max Payne 2, I became... I went from a boy to a man playing that game. That is a true story, and I will leave it there and give you no more grotesque details. But my point being amazing this is about what max painted. did remember that the fucking slow-mo and the guy's face is like all fucking like scrunched up and it was pasted over and that was like so cool it was like oh shit what is this we've never seen anything like this so remedy games and then of course they made the the most incredible alan wake fucking love that game oh my goodness and they also did quantum break which is a very good game by the way it's um did not get the love that I think it deserved from certain reviewers, but it is still one hell of a game, man. and it is on Game Pass, so check it out if you haven't already. Very long download, but it is freaking cool, man. It is a fun-ass game. So, with that said, Remedy has always worked hand-in-hand with Microsoft. So, after the Quantum Break release, I don't know what happened, but things got weird, and there's definitely some disconnect. So, Remedy, who's more focused on, we're going to stand on our own two feet and not piggyback off of microsoft anymore they try to do that they had a new game coming i think it's out called control which is kind of like quantum break but with a later and maybe i'm doing too much of a disservice to the game i haven't got a chance to play it yet but and i actually don't think it's even on xbox if i remember correctly i think it's just ps4 and PC at the moment. So, anywho, there's been a lot of rumblings about Remedy. And so, recently we had two developments come out this week. One was that Remedy reacquired the publishing rights to Alan Wake. So, that set everyone fucking ablaze on Xbox subreddit. And that was weird. I guess it was owned and operated, if I'm getting my facts correct. It's all really weird shit by Microsoft and went back to them. But over the course of the last year, year and a half, Remedy and Sony have become very, very friendly. And then, boom, we have this news, and then it comes out that, well, you know, last week late, uh, Sony's doubled down on the comments that, yes, we are looking to add new studios to our first party stable, which is already very, very spectacular. Then we go into a new rumor that popped up that Remedy, or that Sony is very interested in acquiring Remedy and bringing them in. And there's a little more, you know, smoke to that fire, if you will. So with that said, you you got all this stuff. And then, of course, everyone got crazy on the Xbox subreddit where they're like, this is bullshit. They're going to make Alan Wake 2 and they're not going to release it for Xbox. This is a crime. Phil Spencer, what are you doing? You're an asshole. I'm like, okay, let's just all slow down and breathe a little bit. I'm trying to think where to like kind of break this down. As I said, I love Remedy. They are really talented um, developers they try to do their solo thing and clearly something's going on for them to entertain after saying they wouldn't with microsoft the sony thing and they could just have a bad breakup with microsoft for whatever reasons i haven't seen any you know concrete stuff to kind of elaborate on that um but my point being let's go to that i let's let's focus on that angle let's say sony does make this acquisition Fucking good for them. As much as I hate exclusives and all this other shit, at least with Microsoft buying up studios, I know this shit's gonna be accessible on Game Pass and or PC. And they're trying to put Game Pass on PS4, that we do know. So at least Microsoft, I know when they acquire a studio or something, they're not doing the whole exclusive shit anymore. They they are the trendsetters for breaking that mold. And a lot of people, unless you're a Sony fanboy, is they're like yes this makes sense to us we're all on board with this new vision and idea moving forward now that's the thing with sony they and this kind of ties into our third and last topic of today's episode and they kind of go hand in hand we had an article and don't forget i will i'll come back to remedy we had an article come from the wall street journal and since they have their paywall it's hard to read it so i had to depend on others translation of it so that's Take it for what it's worth. But apparently the head president guy of PlayStation came out, or Sony, and said something in regards to the PlayStation plan going into the PS5 and the next gen. And their idea was, or their philosophy apparently going in, is that we are going to make PS5 the strongest console we can get it to. We are aiming to have this console be for the hardcore gamer with the latest and greatest features. And we're focusing on a niche audience. Now, that may be alarming to some, but that's how you fucking do it. So I read this and I'm like, oh, shit, this is fucking awesome. I got my worries about Sony, but this sounds great. But leave it to Sony to shit the bed. They then proceed to talk about how the software side of it's going to go. So they are going to be pivoting more away from indie titles or medium sized games, which is very different than what Microsoft's been doing. And they are going to try to get in bed more with AAA, focus more on AAA games because they're like, boom, that's what sells. (sighs) Here's the thing. That mindset, and I could be wrong, and maybe I am right though, but I'm too far ahead of the curb right now with what I'm about to say. That's a very, very good possibility. This is fucking bizarre to me. This is you had me at the first phrase of this conversation I was all in and then you followed up with the AAA shit and it's just it's bizarre. It's like that your German friend you had in high school that was exchange student who put fucking mayo on everything and you're like, "Whoa, dude, give it a rest. This is weird." It's them it's Sony not listening and hearing and understanding the current landscape. It's them going basing their course Of their ship on coordinates and results that were successful in the past. The gaming landscape today and in general is vastly different than what it was when the late, when this version of consoles, the PS4, Xbox One, launched, what was it, six or eight years ago or whatever it was. It's very, very different landscape. You are making a choice and a decision to go in, and they could be completely right and they're still on track and they are right where they need to be. From my understanding of what I'm seeing and kind of reading the lay of the land, this is not intelligent on their part. But when you make a decision and you say out loud, we're going to go more AAA and we're going to focus more on exclusives, good luck with that. Your console better be AKA fucking priced perfectly at 400 no more, and have all this great shit you're talking about. You have to hit that mark if this plan is going to work. And they may well do that. And they're like, we're going to go back to the old adage that software moves consoles consoles don't make us money we'll take a loss or at the worst case we'll break even on the ps5 and we'll make our money from the software side okay but now you're entrusting the people the 100 million users you have from the ps4 to switch over to ps5 and not lose a lot of people in that transition and they'll go ahead and keep purchasing and be okay with your business model now again i've always said it ps5 ps4 is what 100 plus million users fucking insane that's it's great And they've outsold the Xbox. This generation, no question. However, look at how much the Xbox has sold from what we know. Microsoft got all butthurt and they stopped reporting numbers because they were getting their fucking asses kicked so bad. But the Xbox in general still sold extremely well. I think it was actually more than 360 or if I remember correctly. Like they still had an historic sell. Because everyone was just ready for new consoles. So let's kind of play this out. You have one competitor one contestant if you will they're going to come in i would assume at 399 and no more with talking shit about the latest and greatest features okay fucking awesome an emphasis on your console being geared towards hardcore gamers love that but now a big part the fourth pillar of your master plan for next gen is exclusives it's to separate and gate the audience and your consumers from their friends and their family and the people they want to play with. When you have your other two somewhat competitors, the main one being Microsoft and Nintendo's kind of there, you have those two who are preaching and practicing connectivity, preaching and practicing playing together. And a vast majority of people, I, I want to say the vast majority of people that I observe, are all in on the playing together, on cross platform play. So, what makes you think this is a great idea? You can have the best of both worlds. You can still do all this shit and not have the exclusive. Because if you have the best and latest, greatest hardware and the right price point, that's what people are going to egg on to you. It's easy for them to transition over. But why are you living or why are you giving anyone an excuse or the wiggle room to get pissed off and be like, okay, another fucking exclusive. Oh, I can't play this with my friend because they're anti me playing with my friends unless it's in their neighborhood. Like that's fucking some segregation weirdness that you're doing. And all evidence points to that that 's not the case, so going back to the remedy front, remedy kind of ticks me off with that because again, maybe that was the plan you were just pissed at Microsoft and you 're like we're going to do we 're going to go solo for a while, and then boom, now you 're in bed with Sony. I mean, make that money, I guess, but don 't go out of your way to say like we 're going to be like totally independent and then you 're getting in bed with these people now. Do I think remedy is an amazing addition to PlayStation? fuck are you kidding me absolutely and this is a double-edged sword for me because as much as i want to see remedy's games on all platforms playstation xbox pc nintendo whatever because it's going to give them more of an audience a bigger audience to consume their games that's what i'm all about they've tried doing that though and clearly people aren't buying it so if this means that remedy can unlock their full potential and or actually i shouldn't say that because they're pretty fucking awesome if this means they can take their game to another level because of that constant support and stability of a PlayStation backing, hey, you got to do what you got to do. What's best for your company and, and do what's best for your employees to keep them employed. And so you can make the game you want and the way you want without all the bullshit and politics of it. I say you go for it, it sucks because that means it's going to be exclusive crap again. But yeah, I mean, do what you got to do to stay alive. I guess I still think it's shitty, but I I mean, hey, business is business at the end of the day of it all. But and then piggybacking off the PlayStation thing, you know, the, it goes on to say in this Wall Street Journal article that they're aiming more towards a mature audience. They're not going for the more of the kids' approach with Nintendo. And again, you lose me with that. You lose me so hard with that. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, are you trying to tell me Mario or Luigi's Mansion 3 is only for children? I'm a fucking 30 year old man, dude. So I'm sitting there, playing. <laughs> I'm a 30 year old man. I drive have a Mazda three? Um, I support the environment with an ease on leaf. My point being games are games. Fun is fun. Just make a kick-ass game and everyone's going to play it. You know, like for the most part, like I went back and played fucking Pokemon after being out of it for like almost 20 plus years. So I-, I don't care if it has like colorful graphics. I just want a fun kick-ass game. So again, when you go through with this mindset of like dark and gritty and blah, 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 and all this stuff, it's like, okay, Zack Snyder, calm down just make a kick-ass game that's what it's all about um and you know sony are you going to redo your approach or are you just going to keep it status quo i think it's going to be status quo for them is are you just going to tell naughty dog to hey you guys are done with uncharted work on you know last of us three are they working on a new ip that's separate from third person over the shoulder camera again like I i love their games but fuck man like i want something different give me like I don't know. I just want to see you do something cool and different with your with all these talented studios that you have at your disposal. It's just like a different setting, but it's the same fucking game over and over again. And it's like, guys, do something new. I want something fresh? Like, is that what you're bringing to the next gen pile? So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But um, very curious. And we're gonna have so much more information leak out. You know, between now and next E3 of approaches and everything like that. But um, oh, last bit of news I did want to bring up before we close out today's weekly video game episode focused episode is good old Brian sam's who is like the freaking guy he's a savant of the microsoft insider he had a great little posting earlier this week that didn't get the traction i expected it to so we report on the podcast i believe it was last week that sam's came out and doubled down on this video that he came out this week and last week that microsoft has nixed project Lockhart or the lockhart console and they're going with the scarlet ak anaconda is going to be the only one they launch apparently they are still developing heavily and he did not say and he brought it up like this isn't a confirmation this is releasing next year or this is for sure happening but that microsoft is went back to the drawing board a little bit with making an all digital not all digital basically like think of an apple tv box or like a roku box something in that vein they microsoft is developing their own version of that that's all based into the x cloud so you'll have the controller connect directly to it you'll have some basic hardware to it or you know to or to the console to access these games via x cloud it's your own thing so you can have you can easily connect this device via hdmi to your television the biggest screen in your home and play the latest and greatest games on it so that was kind of interesting to see um Again, it's still in development a little bit from the way he sounded like, but he's been kind of, I think, kick ass and killer and on the mark with a lot of his stuff, you know, lately as well. Very curious to see how this works out for Microsoft, because their thing is they've doubled down and said, like, no, we are going to have the strongest console. That's great. And I know for some people, it's like, oh, this is console war bullshit again. Like, no, it's fucking unfortunately it's it's like this because our brains are too tiny And we can't fathom wrapping our brains around anything else. It's like, what is the latest, greatest specs and futures in tech? We don't care how it operates. Who cares that if it's weaker, but it operates more efficiently you get more out of it? That doesn't matter, right? All the man's on the the fucking teraflops, right? I'm afraid Microsoft is not realizing that. And that they are going to go through and say, we have so many teraflops or so much of this. It's better than Sony. And Sony's like, go ahead. Our shit's like stable, man. Our console is is streamlined in so many ways and what have you so at the end of the day though i think what the end game is microsoft knows there's pressure on and they have been killing it from a software standpoint when it or to user futures like game pass right they've they've done great jobs with that and made huge strides, and really are pushing the video game industry forward with changing how they play games in general I hope they continue to take that mindset into the hardware space and push Sony. I hope Sony gets the bug up their ass, because I've always said history repeats itself, right? So I just hope Sony doesn't rest on their morals like this Wall Street Journal thing kind of relates to or alludes to, and it's like, ah, we don't give a shit, we're the big boys on the block, like, no, no Microsoft is coming after you, and they're fucking not pulling any punches, so step your game up, go to the next level with it, because that's competition, competition is good, and that means we have two amazing kick-ass consoles instead of one really good one. And that's what it's all about. But that is going to do it for me today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode Um, as much as I enjoyed making it for you, as usual for the propers, if you would kindly. I mean, I always appreciate it. If you like what you heard or even if you're about it, lots of ways you can help this support this podcast and help it grow. Some of those ways by getting involved in the conversation. So send your emails to thehavenpc at gmail.com. Link in the description for uh, Anchor if you want to send an audio style or connect with us on our official Instagram as well and then you know subscribe rate review all that bullshit god i fucking hate doing that um passing along on friends family forums chat groups whatever you want if you would kindly i'd appreciate it if you don't don't blame you um it gets tiring my wife says I, I i'm too negative i bitch too much <laughs> but that's neither here nor there like a little passive aggressive mark there love you sweetie um so with that said um I hope you guys have a great rest of the week and an even better work week on tap and what have you. Um, and yeah, I'll be back uh, this upcoming, today's Wednesday? The holiday is definitely throwing me for aloof or today's Thursday. So yeah, I will be back this upcoming Monday for your weekly TV and film or movie focused episode. So take care of you guys. Have a great one. Be safe out there. Enjoy the 4th of July. And I will talk to you all very, very soon.